Let's just let's bang it out. You wanna you wanna start from here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Alright. Who are you? I'm Otto and who are you? I'm Kwaku and this is Radio Zamunda. The Dope. Shit. There you go. Nice. Alright, man. Um We might have so, to turn this podcast into just like an all female guest list. <laughs> oh yeah, why not? Yeah. It's yeah. um Yeah, I mean who do we who do we have coming? Uh today for this one today what's going on today it's like you know like you have some friends who do stuff and you're just like well i kind of have a job that i think is important but what you do actually affects everyone yeah 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 that you know yeah that's who we have coming today it's my friend cassie flynn cassie flynn Mm -hmm. okay man um go ahead i'm sorry no, I, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> because okay. I, you, you know, I'm we haven't just... done it yet. Ish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Cassie works for the UN. Mm-hmm. Um, and and her gig is just crazy. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I'm glad. I mean, I know we made this conscious effort. We're like, hey, you know, we need to make sure that it's not just black guys that we're talking to. Not another. Mm-hmm. Not just three black guys talking yeah, about yeah. the world but not but not just and not even just black guys but just guys and uh-huh. and i think in doing that not that i think our our first couple of you know uh conversations were all men were all men mm-hmm. of color but mm-hmm. i do think that i at least lately i feel like i'm getting so much out of talking to people who have completely who have a completely different ex- life experience and perspective right 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 you know yeah. Um, and we got that from from Miss Velvet and also from Adrian Campbell Holt uh, and also from Ozzy. But I'm I feel like we've had tons of women. We've had tons of women on this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like, know. <laughs> Maybe we need to get more guys on the show. Yeah, we sound like we need more dudes on the show. You know. Um, but yeah, Cassie is 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 immensely sweet, and mm-hmm. her how nice she is is only surpassed by how intelligent and how talented she is at her job. Right. Okay. Let's dig in. All right. Let's do it. One, two, three. If the sun is shining down on me, if the world is spinning naturally, just squeeze my hands on your So who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I, wow, that was excitement. Someone had their coffee today. I thought I thought, uh, I thought you could hang with it. I, I thought I, you could. I, I guess not. Yeah. I'm 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 Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamudatha. Dope shit. Nice. There we go. Okay. Um, and today we I, I think what we call it going old school, but we haven't done one of these setups in a while. Where a stranger uh, shows up in my apartment. <laughs> Right. And, uh, Just right. shows up yeah. and says, "I'm going to sit on your yeah, couch yeah, yeah. and yeah. talk about myself." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've we've done one which we haven't released yet, where 
I'm in your house with a stranger without you. Right, right. Um, I don't know what's creepier, to yeah, tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> like pe- seeing people sitting on your couches and like kicking back. You're like, yeah. hey, right. wait a minute. You're like, that's, that's, that's my, my... Yeah, that's, that's my, my alcohol. That's wait, my... Exactly. Use a coaster. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, we didn't have any alcohol. I know. It's surprising because I have plenty of it. I know. Yes. I know. But it was... It was anyway, that yeah. was rushed that day. Um, so who the hell is in my house? There we go. There we go. <laughs> who, who, who is, who is a, guffawing on the... fair question. Yes. Would you call that a couch? guffaw? That was a good, yeah, that was a little bit of a guffaw. That was a, a bit, of a, bit of a, a titter a, with a, a guffaw. A titter, if you will. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, through a ten... It, I, I've met uh, our next guest because she was my old roommate's girlfriend. So it's very random. But through that relationship, we've become very good friends. Uh-huh. Sitting next to you, yes. I believe to your right, mm-hmm. is the amazing Cassie Flynn. Cassie Flynn. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, Cassie. <laughs> no. Yes. How you um, doing? Cassie, how are you doing on this I'm, warm? I'm great. I'm yeah. great. Yeah. Is, how are you all doing? This, is, doing? this is an honor to be yeah. with you here today. Yeah. Honestly, I've been trying to get Cassie on this show for about a year. Okay. And Cassie is such a rock star, and she does so many amazing things. It is literally impossible to catch both of you in the country at the same time ah, and okay. that's why today is the most magical that's why like hell must be freezing over and it's <laughs> yeah. warm it's the unicorn day around it's the unicorn day yeah you're both here okay this is very exciting you know so um, i guess to like for people who might yes, be just tuning you. in thank and wondering you. what the hell is going on uh, right and uh, we have to do this every show because you know we're we're cool, right? But like every and and, and <laughs> perhaps for Cassie's uh, <laughs> also to uh, give her the information as well. The context, yeah. The context. So Kwaku and I, our friendship is based on him or I putting him the other onto something cool. It's like, oh, dude, have you listened to this album? No, I've never heard of this group. Yeah. Oh, dude, you should listen to it. And then we just sit there and talk about the album once the other person's listened to it. And so somebody was like, hey, let's do a, you guys should do a podcast about that. And then we thought, so instead of like bringing in like objects, let's bring in actual people that yep. one or the other one doesn't know and then yep. just sort of talk to them and say, hey, why does, in this case, Kwaku think you're such dope shit? And so that's the whole thing. And that's the whole thing. It's been yeah. a it's been love a it. lot of fun. I love yeah. it because Kwaku yeah. does that to me a lot. He's like, "Oh, have yeah. you heard of this person? Have you heard of that?" And I'm yeah. always like, "No." And then I listen, and it's the most amazing thing yeah. I've ever heard. So the fact that you all are doing this in podcast yes. form just makes yes. little hearts come out of my head. He's he's good. There out we of go. her head. I love mm-hmm. out of her head. Just, that. They're floating right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Cassie, you do a million things. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe... you want to start with your job title? I feel like there's so much to get into. I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> why, why don't we start with your job there's, title? I'm what do you, guessing what do you think? Russian agent. Oh, actually. Oh, yes, I'm actually. Guessing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we for, I, for, I always forget this part, even though it's my favorite part. That's okay. That's okay. No, no. I mean, I, I, I was just... I was. You said travel. I, I heard maybe travel internationally. Yes. She's sort of covertly in my home. So I'm thinking Russian agent. I'm thinking... Is that a serious guess? You get three. Is that a serious guess? Uh, yeah, because she's, she's looking at my computer... I I know she wants to get in my email right now. Yes. No, okay. I know your whole yes. life already. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> she, by looking at your you apartment. Before you came over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> 
Okay, so then my second guess. Okay, travel internationally. Um, She's wearing a nice summer frock. Uh, there's an wow. openness. There's a no, no, no. I mean, if she came in like in like I don't know, uh, I, I don't know what the uh, a suit, matter. a suit, <laughs> yes, right. Then it'd be different. Um, okay, I'm gonna guess something artistic. I'm going to guess something like oh boy, my mind is not working right now. Yeah, um, are you? I think you are a journalist. No, I am not a journalist. You're not a journalist. Mm. But I mm. love... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I just no, don't say anything now? <laughs> no, you can. I'm sorry. I was quackooing you right no. there. You just quack away. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just yeah. do it. I, yeah, just, yeah. I, this no. is an open conversation. No, fe- feel free to give him uh, as much context uh, until we get to your... Uh, until we get to your actual announcement of who you are and what you do. Mm. (laughs) Um, I feel like uh, I am not a journalist Mm -hmm. specifically, but journalism is a big part of my work. Um, And paying attention to world events, paying attention to stories that are being told about world events is, uh, is very important to me. And I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm a news junkie. I have the news constantly playing in the background. Um, there's, it's important for my line of work to know what's going on in the world. Okay. So that's a lot of context. You don't always get that much context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's, laughs> but I feel like that's hard context, too, yeah, because, because it doesn't really. Right, because then if you're not a, a journalist, then I'm like, are you an, a, like an editor? Are you like a. Is this your third and final guy? That's guess? my third and final guy. Well, I, and I, it's not too much, it's not further away from uh, journalism, but like I, then I feel like you're some sort of aggregate, like you're a Huffington Post. Like you are a walking manifestation of a Huffington Post. It's she Cassie is Post. in a way. Yes, in a way she kind of is. Yes, um, aggregate. You like to spout my opinions quite often. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, not shy. You sound like uh, you and I'd be getting along really well right now. Yeah, mm, very nice. So, what is um, it you do? Yeah, go ahead. So I work at the United Nations, and I am the global climate change advisor at the United Nations Development Program. Oh, that's not an important job at all. That's... (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, we're not talking about anything like that. Uh, Oh, gosh. But in addition to that, because this is part of what makes her so dope. Yeah. What what else have you done, Cassie? Oh, more Um, than that. I am also the co-founder of a nonprofit in New York City um, mm-hmm. that has, it's gone national um, now, it started in New York City, called In Our Backyards, and okay. it does crowd resourcing for sustainable urban neighborhoods. So you want to build a bike path, you want to turn a vacant lot into a community garden, you can bring the neighborhood together, and yeah. you can fundraise to help make that happen. And oh. we are just, uh, we're, we are nine years old now, and... Um, we are in over 100 cities across the United States. I feel like I've I've heard this or read an article like in the Huffington Post about this. Or yeah, something it's like got that. it's gotten a fair amount of coverage just because it's this that the whole idea is you know everyone knows their neighborhood the best. Like yeah. you walk down the street, you you know the tree yeah, that yeah, yeah. does I, that. You know uh-huh. the the garden. You you know the front door that's always the weird color or has right. got the graffiti on it and. If you want to do something about all of those things, there's a way that you can come together with your neighborhoods and and make some change. Yeah, I feel, or maybe it was like an NPR or like some like an All Things Considered or something like that, where maybe you or a representative or something like that spoke about it. I feel like it's 
in our backyard is something that is uh, is pushing on us. Oh, that makes me a, so more hearts are floating. Yeah, out there. yeah, that yeah. Makes yeah. Me so excited. Um, so, and and oh, there's more. Slash. Jeez. <laughs> I'm already tired. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm already like tired, like just being overwhelmed. I'm like, climate change. Oh, um, and okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, and um, I also host um, a series of videos on climate change mm-hmm. about um, what climate change is and what we can do as individuals about climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, actually, I'm going to learn from you all because um, I've been thinking about doing a bit of a podcast about it. Hell too. yeah. Mm. So, Hell yeah. is that what you were talking about? Or the other all thing? of that. All okay. of that. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that is fantastic. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the first thing you said uh, about climate change, I mean, obviously, the political climate right now that we're in I mean, I'm just going to go there for a second. You're, you're going to rant I'm first? Just, I'm going to go there <laughs> for a it. second. Just bring the rant. Um, bring the rant. You know, I mean, people like me who uh, in in this battle, I guess, are more civilians than you who are on the front line. You know, I know how it felt when we just pulled out of the Paris Accord and we did all that stuff. Um, but I am just somebody who recycles and composts and, and feels that this is what I should do. I have never been part of a, a, a movement. Um, you know, I've donated, I've, I've marched and stuff like that, but I haven't been on the front lines as somebody who's doing this uh, like from a social justice, I feel, uh, standpoint and from an activism standpoint. So what was that like when you saw our leader do what he did. You're just going to go straight there. I'm going to go straight go. there. Then we'll go. Well, then we'll do the okay. regular okay. radio Zamunda shit. By the way, like, you are talking literally to the person. You should ask that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This I'm is curious. That I'm curious. That's fascinating. Um, well, uh, to start from that moment and then maybe work backwards a little bit um, to, to see Donald Trump behind a podium and start talking about. Uh, withdrawing the United States from mm. the Paris Agreement, um, it, it broke my heart. Mm. It broke my heart because this is the agreement we have on climate change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been involved in the treaty negotiations on climate change for um, over 10 years. And my role in that whole arena is um, I'm, I'm neutral mm-hmm. in the negotiations. Mm-hmm. And what happens, you know, when, when you bring for when you bring together a hundred and you know over 190 countries mm-hmm. in one place mm-hmm. and you say okay we're going to try to address one of the greatest challenges of our time and everybody comes to the table but the reality is that that table it's, it's not a level playing field mm-hmm. and so you have countries like the united states show up and they have you know 50 100 people mm-hmm. that are all expert scientists and economists and mm-hmm. professional negotiators and um, diplomats and mm-hmm. and people that come to that table knowing kind of exactly what they want and how they're going to get it. Mm -hmm. And then you have other countries come and they have, you know, maybe five people Mm. and climate change is one part of the work that they do. And so, and often the countries that are coming to the table with just a few people are some of the most vulnerable to climate change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the the small islands of the world. It's the countries in Africa that are Mm -hmm. facing drought. It Mm -hmm. is, you know, countries that are really, really feeling the impacts right now. Mm And so my job over the years has been to help the most vulnerable countries in the world mm-hmm. to be able to uh, build their uh, ability to, to negotiate, identify what their priorities are, and mm-hmm. then when they're at the negotiations, be able to communicate those priorities in a way that help build common ground mm-hmm. among countries. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so over the years, um, I've been an advisor to uh, about over, I would say about over 70 countries mm. in the world. Wow. Um, and so the Paris Agreement for me is personal. You yeah, know, the Paris Agreement sure. is like, I know the people mm-hmm. that have lost, you know, literally like years worth of night's sleep yeah. trying to negotiate this thing over uh-huh. the years. And and it was a very, very hard deal to come to. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really, really, really tough. And the fact that all of these countries were able to come together at this moment and mm-hmm. say, okay, we know we have our differences, mm-hmm. but we all believe this is a problem. Yeah. And we all believe that we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And here's what we're going to do was momentous right like it was like talk about the unicorn like it was just it was this moment where it was like i mean everybody was crying at the end because really you had yeah you had the president of france Mm -hmm. like talking to everyone saying you know this is very few times in your life you have a moment where you can literally change the world Mm -hmm. and he was like this is yours right and everybody really felt that Mm -hmm. and so that was in 2015 and then you had you know treaties you agree on a treaty and then, you know, everybody has to, you know, all countries have to kind of go home and then they have to like agree that this is what they're going to do. Right. And that happened for the Paris agreement years ahead of schedule because countries were so committed to it. Yeah. And so then you fast forward to this moment where you have Donald Trump behind a podium. I think everyone who had been involved in the negotiations kind of looked at that and they were like, you know, like, okay, we get that there are political differences here, but, mm-hmm. like, this is a good deal. Yeah. This is a good deal for the U.S. This is a good deal for the world. Mm-hmm. And we are literally talking about, you know, Donald Trump's grandkids being able to have, you know, access to water the way yeah. that we all have it now. Exactly. Access to, you know, chocolate and is. avocados and yeah. salmon. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of that's going to be affected by climate change. And so... Um, it, it was it was hard. It was mm-hmm. hard to hear him mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think there's a lot of hope too. Yeah. and we can talk about that too. Yeah, what's it, it's, and I'm I'm just gonna keep going a little bit. Okay, just please because no, I know. Listen, man, you know, listen. I mean, I got you. I got you. I feel like this is close to like Obama's. I'm, I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, no, I feel like much. have you met the president? Please. You have? Oh wow. My God. Wow. Oh my God. Was Michelle okay. there too? Michelle wasn't there. But um, I. Okay. I... Otto, get it together, buddy. <laughs> oh God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And the answer is yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Was he like Cassie? <laughs> How you doing? All right. Uh, so was it. Uh... <laughs> Climate change, huh? Okay. All right. That is good. That is oh, good. Right up, good. ready to go. That oh, was, uh, I have got chills. Right up, ready to go. Yeah. That is good. Oh, that is good. So good. That's so amazing. Good. What, what, what you said was so. Oh, what would that? You know, the, the, the last five, you know, besides the Obama part, but like the, the last five, you know, three minutes of, you know, you encapsulating that is I, I think something that we. Again, as the outsiders in this, we kind of miss, right? Like the emotional component and how much yes. work has gone yes. into it. You know what I mean? Because because of international diplomacy, I think that us regular people, um, you miss the, the human aspect because there's so much sort of like... Um, uh, I was going to say pomp and circumstance, but more, more of like... Formality. Yeah, formality um, with everything. So yeah. 
when the way you describe him standing behind the podium is different from me because I just saw like a big asshole just like pissing on everything. Do you know what I mean? And and it and how it do you feel, really me. feel, buddy? Yeah, yeah, but but again, <laughs> like again, like I I to put it in an emotional context is what right. I think that we're not doing as a society, right? Yeah. And and that's kind of sad because what she said is that well there there are island countries right now that are sinking yep. into the ground. There are people yep. who can't drink who can't have access to drinking water like we can. Yep. That should already be an emotional thing that that we already feel, but we're so sort of distanced from everything that we can sort of yep. gloss over that. But to yep. understand that hundred and ninety countries came together, hundred and ninety countries with different religions and different beliefs and yep. different and economic needs, and socials and like got together. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And that is it, it's not hubris to say it's one of the greatest human accomplishments ever because it's a, it's yeah. a, a planet now of 7 billion people, right? Yep. And it's not like the space program is amazing. Like, we got right. somebody on the moon and uh, we've got, you know, uh, International Space Station. That's pretty amazing. But to get 190 countries, like all the countries on the planet, to agree to something and then to go yeah. back and then, like, make whatever sacrifices that they had to do and to know that it took like a couple of decades to get here and yeah. then to see that somebody's just pissing on it out of just sheer ignorance and cravenness yep. that's yep. a little hard to take that's that that's you know i'm feeling it in a in a more significant way than well you know, I think how everybody's pushing it now is like well the us is backing out that really sucks for everybody but you know our governors and like California are stepping up and like you know it, it's causing sort of a um, a more local sort of reaction to it uh, mm -hmm. but you know I guess France can figure it out with China and all that stuff but like what we're not realizing is that somebody the, the country that is the most powerful on the planet stepping out of something like that is like well we all just built a car but the guy with the engine is going to go home with the engine now yeah, you know? and I'm going to add something else. I think what Cassie did there wonderfully really ties into what Elise, who is a guest that we had on, mm -hmm. or the last podcast that we we uh, released, she talked about the concept of empathy uh, and yeah, the way yeah. you frame that right there. The idea of empathizing with Donald Trump's grandchildren, oh yeah, yeah, having access to these things, mm -hmm. you know that that's just a completely different take because a lot of I, a lot of it I think be, due to sort of the um, our short attention span, social media, news cycles, and that sort of thing, it's hard to look that far into the future and then uh, conversely or combine that with it's hard to empathize with sometimes anything that Donald Trump will do. Mm -hmm. Let alone, because it's not just his kids, it's all of our grandkids right. or all of our kids or nephews, nieces, everybody within the next two to three generations being able to have a similar lifestyle to what right. we have. Right. Mm -hmm. And not lifestyle like, oh, you, you know, you can buy shit on Amazon, but yeah. you can, you know what chocolate tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, I think a, a big part of this too, and, and this is something that um, is just continually reinforced in, in my work, is, is how connected we all are. Mm -hmm. And when it comes yeah. to climate change, I mean, we talk a lot about like, yeah, you know, the, the islands, you know, they're facing sea level rise, they, you know, a cyclone comes, they mm -hmm. get wiped out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I continually am saying the line, well, 
Manhattan is an island too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, this yeah. is yeah. what, you know, the, the, the islands of the world, you know, in the deep Pacific or the Caribbean mm-hmm. or the Indian Ocean, like, you know, they are facing the beginning. Yeah. And they're yeah. waving the flag being like, hey, what's going to happen coming. to us yeah. is ha- going to yeah. happen to you. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I think, you know, it's, it's something that I think we as Americans have to be able to talk about mm-hmm. is, is to say like, this, these impacts are, are going to happen in America too. And, and it feels really far away right yeah. now. It feels like, yeah. like, you know, yeah, like you, you care about polar bears, but polar bears feel really far away. Right. And, but you know what you really care about is chocolate yeah. and salmon yeah. and an apple. Right. And yeah. like, you know, right. when, and honey and honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you care about, you know, a majority of cities live on coastlines mm-hmm. and people care about their property values. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if, yeah. if you live in Miami right now, You're, you need to be worried, yeah. like capital yeah. letters worried yeah. about what's going to happen there. And yeah. that mm-hmm. is not, um, that is going to be the norm mm-hmm. now. And, and you even talk about like, like today is a, a I don't know what the temperature is today in yeah. New York, maybe it's like 86, 87, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But there's all this research coming out now about what happens when you hit a 90 degree day mm-hmm. and like what happens in the, and they talk a lot about how in New York City, they've done this research uh, coming out of Harvard, and it's, it's really amazing, and it, and it talks about how test scores, like mm-hmm. if, if a kid goes to take the SAT in New York City mm-hmm. on a 90 or plus degree day, mm-hmm. they're going to get a lower test score <laughs> than they would otherwise. Wow. You know, wow. And you think about the implications of that. Yeah. Like as we face more 90 degree days, mm-hmm. like right. you think about what that does to you. I mean, you know how you feel on a yeah. 90 degree day, mm-hmm. but yeah. like also test scores, productivity, mm-hmm. like someone who works at a construction site, like yeah. this yeah. is going to affect like the entire labor force too. Yeah. And yeah. so like yeah. there, there's all these ways that we're not really having conversations about right. when it comes to climate change that, right. that is very personal and very real right. um, at this moment. Right. It's not the, the far away thing. Like yeah. we're, yeah. we are all connected. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I mean, we are the country, it seems like we're the only country that there seems to be a significant doubt of climate change and the human component. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just having this conversation with somebody else about another thing. It's um, about the same sort of issue. We weren't talking about climate change, but it just struck me, especially again, I'll, I'll, I'll note the, the emotional quant, uh, uh, the way you have emotionally quantified what happened to you guys as the people that were putting this whole thing together, which I think is really powerful. Um, Yeah. And I guess it must be, uh, it goes without saying, just supremely frustrating to have to sort of um, also process that there is a significant contingent of people that don't believe in anything that you're doing, which is factual. And I was like, at some point, if you're, can you continue to argue with a flat earther or do you just <laughs> mm. leave them behind do you know what i mean like there's this is such a dire emergency that you know this whole notion of like well let's see both sides of the idea and let's let's talk to the people who don't believe in climate change and let's talk to the people who think that i don't know whatever the the earth is flat do you mm-hmm. know what i mean at some point that seems to waste cycles that can be then dedicated to the important work, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, and, and it's really interesting. And, and the in the United States, you know, the United States is the, as far as I know, it's the only country in the world where climate change is a political issue, uh-huh. not a social one. Mm. So, like, yeah. in other countries, 
climate change is alongside like education, mm -hmm. healthcare, where mm -hmm. you may have a debate about how to manage these things, yeah. but you don't right. disagree on the fact that they need to be managed. Right. And climate change is in it is in that category for almost, I mean, to my knowledge, every other country in the world right, besides right, the United right. States. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's solely a United States thing mm -hmm. that it's a political issue that, you know, you tell me what political party you're in, yeah. I can probably tell you your view on climate yeah, change. Yeah. And, mm. and that huh. is super interesting. Um, and alongside that, I, so two days ago, um, even despite all this crazy news that's, that's been happening recently, um, right something really significant happened on climate change. And and this was the House passed um, a budget, and there had been an amendment on this budget mm -hmm. that I think a, a congressperson from Pennsylvania had, had put on saying that they wanted to defund all climate change uh, activities out of the military. And the defense secretary um, and the Republicans mm -hmm. got together and said, no, we're not going with this amendment. And wow. they completely voted against that amendment. I read about that. And I read about that. It's incredible. This is huge news. And yeah. so, even despite all of the, you know, the news channel that we, you know, right. we all hear about, <laughs> and yeah. like, um, you know, all the making <laughs> politics, you know, making climate change about politics. When it comes down to it, yeah. people know. Yeah. And like the people know that like climate change is something that it's not going away. Right. It's not a hoax. And like. 97% of scientists in the world agree that this is happening. Right. Like you that's that's the equivalent of the number of scientists that believe that smoking can kill you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's wow. fact. Yeah. It's just fact. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. the same thing. But like, you know, you think about what it is about smoking and then yeah. you think about the debate on climate change and it yeah. feels like that would be very different, but right. it is the same percentage. Right. Um so it's you know Yeah, that well that's fact. Well, I, I did not I hear about that. Go ahead. Before you go into this uh -huh. I'm just gonna say we might want to, we might want to go to your favorite part and come back to climate. Okay, change. okay, okay. Could, I mean, we could easily <laughs> talk hey, about climate I'm, change. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. We, for I mean, two to I three hours. I just, I just do want to say that I did not yes. hear about that Republican amendment or, or or that amendment that was then sort of squashed by the people who I would think would support. It was in the you know House. I mean? It was in the House. It was in the House. In the right? House of all people, too. Yeah, like, they're to me the craziest. Not the Senate. Yeah, they're yeah. the craziest. So, okay, anyway. All right. Cause, we can continue this. I know. I, want, I have I a know. second bedroom that you can stay in. <laughs> like, if, if we keep talking all night and you're tired, like, it's it's sort of my, my buddy was here. Like, like, the bed is all made up. The podcast is seven days long. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just and this is, this is episode 42 buddies, of our six month podcast <laughs> with Cassie. You know, it's the uber long form. Yeah. Good grief. Because I could, oh, man, I feel like I need to, like, a brain trance like everything that's I just need to put it in my head because I just want to know how to talk about this stuff without yes. just and this screaming is at the people person. and she just this did it so is the person okay okay so and by the way yeah. by the way I'm going to add this before we go into the backstory uh -huh. this is the kind of stuff we're going to be able to hear on on Cassie's podcast oh yeah ooh yeah, Cassie got a podcast. Okay, cool. I'm just so to learn we're gonna from we're gonna all. talk That's about yeah. We're gonna talk about how we're gonna help launch that. Sweet, maybe okay a little bit later. All right, but uh, I'm gonna play the role of Otto. Can I play you for? Yeah, a go for it, man. What we really like to hear about is your backstory, because you, you know, if you if you break down everything you've talked about that you do, and I don't know if this is conscious or not. I'm gonna ask you this question later, but it seems like 
there's a central issue to everyone and you've personally found a way to attack it from an international a regional and a personal level mm -hmm. i don't know if that's deliberate or not but how did you come to be the person not only with all this knowledge but with the passion for this issue and even just to be the i mean beyond all that i you know beyond your amazing knowledge of climate change you're just an amazing person how did Cassie come to be? You know, I mean, where, did you grow up in the woods? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have a Tarzan the background? It's going to be seven days long. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie from the planet Krypton. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, there are so many ways to mm. answer that question because there's been so, you know, you, in life you feel like you kind of, you have those bursts yeah. where you feel like, okay, this is what got me on this path and mm -hmm. then I got another burst and it got me on that path right. and, and um, between you know having moments and people that have just been really influential in my life but um, I have always been one of those people that's like head for the horizon like see mm -hmm. what's out there and mm -hmm. and um, my, my parents you know I, I grew up outside of Seattle and yeah. um, my parents always um, when I went to college and I, I packed my bags, I'd never been to the East Coast before. Mm -hmm. And my first day on the East Coast was my first day as a freshman at Bowdoin College. Mm -hmm. And I had I had no idea. You know, I just packed my bags and went. And everyone yeah. was like, you never visited? Like, you yeah. went, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. my parents, they kind of laugh about it. They're like, of course you never visited. Like, you're yeah. just going to go yeah. and, and just see the world and see what's out there. And yeah. I think that that has always, that's always been a part of me. Mm -hmm. And that, and, um... And certainly, as uh, I started looking at, you know, I, I had an opportunity to go um, on this crazy round. I literally I backpacked around the world mm -hmm. and um, had an opportunity to look at um, the impact of globalization on the environment. And mm -hmm. that really sparked it. And then... Um, How old were you when you did that? I was, I think I was 19. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And uh, got to spend, it was England, Tanzania, India, New Zealand, and Mexico. Oh, that's a good And mix. it was like, yeah, you got, you really got a sense for... Uh -huh. uh, different parts of the world and yeah. that that was also the first time that I, I was like yeah we've got a lot of differences but there's a lot of same right in there too right. and um and that's not to like paint everything as sunshine and rainbows mm -hmm. like there's a lot of difficulty in that but how you can talk to people and how you can create an environment where mm -hmm. people can talk to each other mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. what they are going through mm -hmm. and and I think the idea of creating that environment is something that has led me to these negotiations mm -hmm. because that's very much what these negotiations are about. Right. So, you know, when you're negotiating a treaty, um, a lot of people walk into negotiation and they're just like, what? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like yeah. you had three days and you argued about an agenda or something yeah. like that. And, yeah. and that's, and, and yes, that is true. But at the same time, you're talking about how to talk about it. Yeah. And you're talking about what's the right environment where you can get 194 countries to mm -hmm. actually say what they need. Right. Um, so yeah, and then I'm, um, fast forward and I, and I went to, uh, I went to Washington DC and I, I worked on um, uh, diesel engines in, for the EPA. Oh, <laughs> cool. Looking at cleaning up diesel engines in school buses and in port equipment. And that, that kind of got me cued on to um, issues about pollution in the air right. and and looking at you know how that really it impacts everyone but it also you know it crosses boundaries mm -hmm. like it doesn't you know pollution just doesn't stop um when right you're yeah, right mm -hmm. so i started thinking about that a little bit and then um and then i went to graduate school and um i in between it was a two-year master's program and in between i had the opportunity to go 
to Fiji. Okay. And I worked at the U.S. Embassy. I was an intern at the U.S. Embassy in Fiji. And um, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that mm, was right around the time you. that we first met. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. And um, and I was in Fiji and I had the opportunity to go with. So the U.S. ambassador in Fiji um, is the ambassador of a bunch of countries in the Pacific. Okay. And there's another country out there called Tuvalu. And Tuvalu is about, it's got a population of about 11,000 people. Mm -hmm. And it is a small atoll, which just means it's pretty much like islands on a coral reef. Uh And um, it's like eight, like atolls. Mm -hmm. And you can take a plane, it's about a two hour plane ride um, out of Fiji. And you just feel like you, I mean, you just feel like you're flying over water and you are in a plane made of duct tape and staples. (laughs) And you just... And you, you, there's a flight, um, at the time, there was one flight in and one flight out okay. a week. And they had to clear the uh, runway because people would play basketball on it. Oh, like, wow. Oh, it was like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so yeah. you land, you land and uh, you kind of go through the small little desk of customs and um, they're like, okay, you know, we're going to take you to the hotel. And there's one hotel in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And um, we stayed there. And they were like, "All right, we're gonna take you to the prison," and uh, Whoa, <laughs> we were like, "Wow!" We we're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. All yeah. right, you know." And um, they were really kind of excited to to show us um, some of the work they'd done um, with some with some prisoners. Yeah. And um, and we get we get to this prison, and we're literally on one of the tiniest countries in the world. Like, and on a lot of maps. Yeah. This country doesn't even show up. Oh, like, like it's so wow. tiny yeah. that um, you know, and and it's 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 it. I find myself actually drawing it in whenever I see oh. it. Not there. <laughs> oh man. Um, and so we're in this prison um, yeah. in Tuvalu, and they have about four prisoners, mm-hmm. and they have a fence that's made. It's made of coconut leaves, and it um and it's like two feet tall. Like it's that's the that's the prison wall. Yeah. And and I'm looking at the prison warden and I'm like, mm, like right. it's two feet tall. Okay, I heard like, is this. this you know, yeah. is this yeah. kind of you know, what's going on here? Yeah. And he looks at me with just the just like deadpan face and yeah. he was like, Where are they gonna go? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was wow. like yeah. good okay. point. Yeah. Like good right. point. Yeah. And right. so because like it you know, there really isn't any boundary, like we started interacting a lot with um, the people that were in this jail and, yeah. and we started talking with them and, and this one guy he, he was really nice and, and we you know we're just baking in the sun like, yeah. we're so hot yeah. and, and he's like hey you want you want some coconut and, yeah. and, we're, and we're like yeah sure and he climbs a tree climbs a palm tree and like gets a co- couple of coconuts whacks off the top puts a couple of straws in it and gives them to us yeah. and I just remember being like ah oh, like this is perfect yeah. like I never thought like I'd be in a prison in Tuvalu <laughs> drinking coconut water yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know here I am yeah, yeah. and this is just amazing yeah and so and it was something that like I kind of thought about but I didn't think a whole lot about until um fast forward I'm back um I after Fiji I go back home to Seattle and, and I'm I'm visiting my family and I'm in a grocery store yeah and I'm kind of, you know, and whenever you go to an American grocery store after you've not yeah. been in America, yeah. you, it blows your it mind. It blows right? your, like, there's so much cereal. Yeah. We have so much yeah. cereal in this yeah. country. And soda. And, and soda. soda. Yeah. yeah. 
And also like yeah, like flavored stuff. Yeah. You know, right, like yeah. grape you can have grape flavored water, you can yeah. have grape flavored chips, yeah. you can, or, or yeah. whatever you can right. have. But like right. you know, it's it's super intense. And so I'm looking around and I look I see this pile of coconuts. Mm-hmm. And this pile of coconuts has saran wrap around yeah. each coconut. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, why would you ever wrap saran wrap in coconuts? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why or, would yeah. you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it's not sharp it's not like like yeah. why would you do that yeah and um and i remember looking at that and i like you know i was one of those weirdos in the grocery store just kind of staring <laughs> at this pile of coconuts for a good five minutes yeah and i think what what was you know this was one of those blasts in my life where right. i was like you know what we are so all connected mm-hmm. and like it's such a metaphor mm-hmm. for like you know, a coconut, what a coconut means in Tuvalu right. and what a coconut means in, you know, Federal Way, Washington and mm-hmm. what a coconut means in New York City. Like, we are all so connected right. with this. Mm, and right. like, how we treat the things around us. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that mm-hmm. we are wrapping this in saran wrap when yeah. we don't have to and you think about how much resources go into creating that saran wrap, right. you know, and all for it just to be thrown away. Yeah. And disposing that and saran wrap. And disposing that saran wrap and how, yeah. and how, the fact that that's happening in Washington State right. is impacting the rest of the world. Right. Because you got to get the materials for that saran wrap, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it goes somewhere, and it doesn't decompose for ages and, yeah. and all of right. that. Yeah. And I think that was also one of the first moments that I was like, you know what? I want to do something about that. Okay. Like, I want to do something about the fact that we are all connected. Right. And even though it's just this little bit of a spark from this random coconut, right. you know, that... I'm like, okay, I'm in this now. Right. Like this is, I have, I have felt this and I'm in this mm. and fast forward. And, um, I became my first job at the United Nations was as a speech writer for the, uh, ambassador of Fiji to the United Nations. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and in a lot of ways I got to use what I had learned while I was in Fiji and in Tuvalu and a lot of islands in the Pacific to like help, you know, kind of describe Craft that. the message. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he also, the ambassador really also loved Disney animated movies. <laughs> and so he loved working like Disney animated quotes into the speeches. What? <laughs> okay. That's hardcore. Now, now, so now we're off the boat <laughs> yeah. right now. Oh, <laughs> now. oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, and then nothing no, disturbing. <laughs> About that work circle of life into more speeches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, But uh, (laughs) just tell me what (laughs) there's a speech that the died. I'm I'm laughing too hard. This stuff isn't it? Like Uh, all of a sudden in the middle of a speech. I was thinking the same thing. You know. (laughs) Diplomacy in action. That's awesome. Oh, that's no. So oh, that's Jesus. So oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, then uh, then fast forward, it just, you know, it's, it's become, um, you know, a, a labor of love. And, and, yeah. and, you know, and then I got involved in the negotiations and I got involved in trying to craft uh, the Paris Agreement. And, you know, I was there when the negotiations completely fell apart. And I was there as we tried to rebuild them back up. Yeah. And I was there as we tried to find common ground across countries that on the surface have no business having common ground yeah. and um mm. and it it's been an incredible experience and wow. so 
when I hear, and this is just going to circle all the way back. Sure, sure. When I hear Donald circle Trump, flag. you know, talk. Sorry, sorry. I, I hurt. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Because you were, you were like, there was, was something so like good. grand coming. And I, was, I just ruined so it. With it. Oh, sorry. I think she's about to, she's about to explain how she's going to create a whole new world. Yes. Oh, nice. Well done. <laughs> For all of us. Oh, under the sea. Yes. Oh, uh, there we go. Exactly. Oh, never. Never ends. It's not going to stop. Yeah. It's not going to stop. <laughs> I think we're going to start doing that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rad. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> sorry, but you were going to circle back. Uh, Ooh, oops, sorry. Uh, just that as, you know, as he's talking about it, mm-hmm. it's like, there's just so much momentum for the Paris Agreement. There's so right. much momentum. There's so much hard work. There's so much, uh, I, you know, camaraderie yeah. among countries about mm-hmm. getting this thing done. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of look at it and I'm like, all right, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. we go. And I'm going to do everything that I can with, you know, the knowledge and, uh, the experience that I have had to, to work with other people and, and figure out how we, we chart this new way forward. Because yeah. it, at some point you have to say, you know, so how many, you'd say maybe a decade or two, like like seriously working on the, the uh, Paris Agreement as from like, I don't know, from the 70s. Is this something that's been some, because there was a, the Kyoto thing right. that fell apart. Like, is that all mm-hmm. the same sort of world? Yeah. So it's all um, since 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been this rounds of negotiations, and it's got this super wonky title called the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Okay. And um, what that did in 1992 was to say, okay, climate change is a problem. Yeah. We need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with Kyoto, mm-hmm. and Kyoto was the first time that they said, okay, well all the you know the big emitters of the world Mm -hmm. you especially have to do something about it got it and it it did not go the way everyone wanted it Mm -hmm. to go and Mm -hmm. then they tried to come up with another deal in 2009 um and those negotiations completely fell apart like i Mm. that was you know to watch a negotiation in real time just Mm -hmm. completely everyone kind of lose faith yeah and i mean Literally, I was sitting. Um, I, I was sitting behind a, a negotiator who, at one, because you know, like in negotiations, every every country has their like nameplate. Yeah. And um, yep. And I was sitting behind a negotiator who and who took the nameplate and um, sliced her hand, and she was bleeding, and she was like, "See what this has done to me." Like, oh, she I am did bleeding. it on purpose. Yeah, like you know, that's how. That's wow. how intense it yeah. gets. You know, I mean, this is, and people haven't, you know, they haven't slept like. I, you know, it, it's a really tough, like negotiating a treaty is a very, very tough thing to do. Right. And, um, and we hit bottom. Yeah. Really. I think in 2009 and then we've been building ourselves back up and, yeah. uh, then the Paris agreement was in 2015. So, okay. I mean, to have that reversal from 2009 to 2015, yeah. I mean, I think is one of the greatest success stories for international diplomacy full yeah. stop, not just about environment or yeah. climate or whatever, but like to have the world be so far apart in 2009 and then be completely on the same page by yeah. 2015 is is a big deal. That I mean I I I got to repeat how how significant it is to hear the actual sort of sausage making and the mm-hmm. emotional part behind it cuz somebody mm-hmm. like me I never hear that. I just hear mm-hmm. oh the Kyoto record 
we backed out of it for some reason. It's like that sucks because I believe that we climate change is a real thing, but that I don't have an emotional attachment to it because while I'm sitting in my Brooklyn apartment with the air conditioning, should I turn the air conditioning down? Is it cool? <laughs> no, no, no I, I don't mean it from a. I mean, you guys are gonna sweat. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> it's gonna be the sweaty radio zoom. I feel, I feel it's been going Seven on. Days of yeah, sweat. yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But are you comfortable? Or I'm great. You're great. I'm okay, great, okay. Yeah, thank you. But I, I guess, you know, hearing somebody slice their hand, like, I, now I kind of want, you know, even saying something like uh, negotiating a treaty is something so nebulous to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because when I think negotiation, I think more there's, um, there's a business component. So, like, and I guess that's what it is. But there's... It's a difference between an, an, an economic, uh, a purely economic negotiation or a purely legal negotiation. But this sounds like it's all of it combined. Yeah. And that, right? and I think that's one of the really uh, big challenges of it is yeah. that, you know, you, you kind of you say the word climate change and, yeah. and a, a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And right. or people right. think of, you know, a bunch of people in Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, climbing trees, climbing trees, and yeah. playing drums. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and yeah. which great, right. but it's also, I mean, what what climate change stands for is an entirely new way of living, mm. like an entirely mm. new future. Because mm. we have to figure out, you know, I mean, just like transforming energy in the right. world. You know, right. like we have to figure out like what it means that when you turn on a light, mm-hmm. that the energy powering that light is something that is renewable. Right. Like it's yeah. those types of things that, mm-hmm. that, were, that there's a lot at stake. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you're in the negotiations themselves, you know, the, so the traditionally there's, there's two rounds of negotiations on climate change mm-hmm. in a year. They are, um, there's one round that is in May mm-hmm. that is always in Germany. Mm-hmm. And then there's a round in November that is all that rotates. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, depending on the, the president of the negotiations, um, this is, you know, where it is. So mm-hmm. France was the president of the negotiations and the Paris Agreement Got it. was agreed. Got it. Um, and, you know, everybody arrives and people are there for, for two to three weeks. And, you know, you kind of like, you know, like you've seen the movies where people have like the, the earpiece. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And everything is in six languages. Mm-hmm. The UN has six languages. So, yeah. so everything's translated in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You, you literally have countries coming together and you have groups of countries that have, uh, you know, you have, you've got official groups of countries, you've got unofficial groups of countries. So you've got, for example, like all the developing countries of the world um, speak with one voice, all right. of the island countries of the world, all of the mountain countries of the world. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, and then you have regional. So you've got like the Africa group, you've got right. the Latin American, um, you have different right. groups there. And, and, and so you, you really get to everybody's voice has to be heard yeah. throughout this and right. and it um it's a long slow process but but you get there yeah you get there eventually and and there's the, i mean i i'm just uh, for, forgive me for being pedestrian about any of this it's you know now i'm just i'm really getting what it must be like because you know our country is i guess representing 300 million people Right, in a country representing three million hundred people, three hundred million people with our economic sort of oomph that we have, yep. versus the country that uh, Kwaku has eleven thousand people. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say Ghana with I don't know what Ghana yeah. is like twenty five million or something like that, or yeah. maybe fifty. Yeah, it's million. like New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's equivalent to New York City. Uh, uh, um, I, I, 
it is it, that is astounding that you can get anybody in the room on that because again yeah. climate change is so nebulous i feel like there's two there's two institutions that because of what they do you can't really explain it to a regular human being what you just described and like what nasa does right like we go right. oh we landed a freaking thing on uh some planet that's pretty cool and then we go to go okay what's on tv now do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. but to me i'm right. like that's a, that's amazing we have two we have two freaking rovers on mars so cool and to do all of that and then yep. to have somebody come and piss on it and go ah eh, we're not gonna do it you know yeah, what I mean? that, is, that is very, that is Meh. such a perfect analogy for it. Like, yeah. I feel like we, we like, you know, built the space shuttle yeah. and it is about to take off. And yeah. And, and then somebody it was just like, pulled the plug. Like, meh, 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 meh. Oh, but what, I, I guess what I was going to say before <laughs> is that, you know, it's, it's, you guys have had setbacks before, obviously, the Kyoto Accord and other things. And this has gone on for a long time. I feel like, that this is a big setback. Do you feel like this is the biggest setback um, like over the years or is this just something that like you guys are like, we got this? Well, there's, there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, because when, so when Donald Trump talks about withdrawing the United States from the Paris Agreement, right. he, he really kind of means two things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and first, it takes four years mm-hmm. to withdraw from the Paris yes. Agreement. So mm-hmm. the, so the, the closest time that the United States can actually be out of it mm-hmm. is uh, 2020, mm-hmm. November 2020. Yep. Um, and so it, he talks, he, so he talks about that, and that literally means the United, because the, the Paris Agreement, you know, it was agreed, but there's still part, like it's a continual negotiation. Right, so right. we have like the, the framework, but there's, it's kind of like the, the Paris Agreement was the, the, the painting, and you have the outline of the painting, but right. continually you have to fill in the colors, yes. and that and that's what the continuous negotiations are. Yes, and mm. so what he's saying um, is the United States will no longer be a part of those discussions. Okay. In four years, the United States is not going to sit at the table with the little translator thing on yeah. their ear uh-huh. and like right. l- and be a part of this. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing that he's saying is that so as a the, with the Paris Agreement, every country in the world said okay here's what we're going to bring to the table when it comes to addressing climate change in our own country. We've got our own national target. And so under President Obama, um, the U.S. said, we're going to reduce our emissions between 26 and 28 percent below 1990 levels. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of numbers and wonky terms, but it just means we're doing something. Got it. Um, And so what Donald Trump is saying when he's like, we're withdrawing, is that we're no longer going to abide Mm -hmm. by that target anymore. Okay. Um, and so there's the there's it's these two things that he means, and then at the same time, I mean, the reason that I actually think that so there's been so much momentum, and and I've got a whole lot of hope coming out after mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. that, you know, there's just been, I mean, mayors around the world, yeah, yeah. you uh, and mayors across the United States, mm-hmm. you have governors, <clears throat> you have people, fr- you have business leaders, you have you know huge huge companies coming forward and being like ah. Eh, Climate change, like, we're not caring about climate change because we're warm and fuzzy. We're caring about climate change because it's in our best interest. And, like, you know, if we have a factory in Ohio, we aren't getting insured because unless Mm. we address climate change. Yeah. Because, you know, climate change, a heat wave, is going to wipe out, you know, the way our factory operates. And that's going to affect our bottom line. And so right. we want the government to do something about it yeah. because yeah. it affects us, you know. And then you have, yeah, you have mayors and you've got governors saying the same thing. Like, you know, I mean, Miami and Pittsburgh, ironically yeah. from his speech, you know, mm-hmm. they they all came out and said, hey, we, 
Yeah. This is our best interest. Right. We don't want to walk away from, right. from this. Right. Um, and so I find a lot of hope out of that. Yeah. That we're seeing that oh, now. Because I, I think well, the... Ooh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to ask a question. Yeah, because I, I think the obvious like I, there's part of me that says all of us regular citizens wouldn't know what the fuck the Paris Agreement was was or is right, or the details of, about it. If Donald Trump hadn't done it. Do you know what I mean? Like we would have gone if it was Hillary that got elected. She I'm sure she would not be backing out of the. The, the Paris Agreement, right? Yeah. And we'd just be sort of trucking along, but we wouldn't have any sort of knowledge of what it was because we'd be waiting for Game of Thrones to come on tonight, you know, which is what <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Do you know what I mean? favorite Disney animated very. movie. Yeah, and, I'm, and I guess I'm just trying to make <laughs> lemon out of lemonade, uh, lemonade out of lemons. I, th- I think there's something that's, I, I dare I say, good about Trump's assholery. Do you know what I mean? Because now I'm fully That's aware perfect. of what the Paris Agreement is. And now now I'm talking to Cassie. Now I have a real yeah. sort of like emotional connection about yeah. what that was. It's not just a piece of paper that a bunch of people signed. And I'm like, yeah, that's the Paris Agreement. I'm Yeah, I That's recycle. the thing that we do. Yeah. It's, and I, I'm glad that you said mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. No, no, finish, go ahead. Your You're glad I said it. I'm glad you said that because I, what I wanted to ask is the, the other things that you do, uh, IOB and climate winners can you talk about how um how people doing things on a regional level or even doing things on a personal level can impact these larger issues that are being debated in these conferences you know and sort of how because the thing I, I guess the thing that really strikes me about the work that you do is that, and i said i was going to come back to this is that you hit it from all three of these points there's what you can do as a person and that's climate winners that's what you can do in your community that's iobi and then there's what is happening on a national and international stage and that is the stuff that you're doing at the un so can you talk about the other two the other two facets of that mm. yeah i mean i i'm such a firm believer that like you know you you have to be holistic about mm-hmm. this i mean in my mind you know climate change is the greatest challenge of our time right. like this is it mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is you know the this is the death star like this is <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. this yeah. is what yeah. we need to come together on and you know all different shapes sizes colors ages like we need everybody to right. be a part of this. Like mm-hmm. we we need everyone, it, and it can't just yeah. be a few people. Like and and I think that you know for me, addressing it at the international level um, has been so inspiring because you you do see uh, kind of a lot a lot you know there's a lot of big big words that come out. You know right. the U.S. is doing this, and China's doing that, and and you start to see momentum out of that. But I get asked all the time, what can I do? Yeah, like mm-hmm. as a person who climate change is not the center of my universe. Right. Climate change is not like something I think about necessarily every day. Mm-hmm. I care, but you know, I'm also late for my meeting and I have a doctor's appointment I need to schedule sure. and like, you know, got to go do all this stuff in, you know, life right. stuff. And and I think that, you know, and that's a lot of what what Climate Winners has been about and and a lot about what this, you know, the video series is 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 saying, okay, well, how do we break this down and what are small achievable habits that you can have mm-hmm. that just lower your impact mm-hmm. you know and and yeah. one thing that i just tell people all the time i'm like when you leave a room turn off the lights mm-hmm. like as simple yeah. as that mm-hmm. like because there are so many people you right. know that you leave a room you leave a light on right. or all of that and 
there's a cost to that Mm -hmm. that you're not really feeling right and you're not even in the room so you don't need that light like you know just turn the light off you know and there's stuff like that that if everyone started doing even things as small and simple as that Mm -hmm. we can make a dent Mm -hmm. because those energy companies are providing the energy that you are demanding right and mm-hmm. like yeah we need policies to help rein in you know renew we need to rein in you know energy efficiency and and promote renewable energy but they're only doing what you tell mm-hmm. them that you need right. and that what you right. want you know right. and so right. yeah turn your freaking light off yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um i mean it just sounds like this can't be stopped so easy. I, I'm sorry. I keep going to Trump, but like it, it can't be stopped. That <laughs> there's easy. a theme here, ladies. Yeah, and gentlemen. like like you can't put the shit back in the donkey. You know, there's there's so many. People. Wow, it's one of my favorite. Like I heard somebody say that. It's like I think somebody is that from personal experience. Yeah, how do you, yeah, how do you it's know like, that this like is Southerners say that? Amazing. Yeah, and, and as soon as I <laughs> as soon as I heard it, no, it's like a it's like a Southern colloquialism that I've heard. Right, like okay, and I love yeah. it. Like I'm like. Yeah, that's totally it. Once, Can't like, there's it. nothing you can do. You, you got to clean yeah. it up, right? And so um, <laughs> I think that uh, what Love you it. do is kind of amazing because, like, the, the way you just encapsulated Aquaku is, like, there's the international sort of the global stage of it. And then there's right, – right. and she's, like, also zeroed in on the loc- localities of it. And yeah. um, what keeps striking me is that it it is um, – there is so already so much um, knowledge capital about this. People are just already so aware of it. It's like the smoking campaign in a way. There's a point where we all figured out, even though there's tons of smokers out there, we all were like, the, the, the majority of us were like, yeah, this is bad for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's there, mm. it's only a matter of time where well you can't smoke in bars anymore. Well you right. can't smoke in parks anymore. Well we right. we are and and you might be pissed because you're a lifetime smoker or whatever. But like too bad, right? I mean there's there are there are human um, uh, leaps of evolution that come with a lot of strife, right? I mean we went from an agrarian societies or agrarian societies to suddenly this huge industrial revolutionary boom. And now right. we are in we're at the forefront of a huge movement to as you said change completely the way everything is. And so yeah, we get mm-hmm. lights but they have to be renewable. Yeah, we get plastic mm-hmm. stuff but the plastic probably maybe should be made out of some mushroom thing that can be like, you know, <laughs> The, you know, dissolve into the ground. Plastic. Mushroom plastic. It's viable. I've, I've actually seen that, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the fact that you are even you're thinking about that yeah. is so incredible, right? Because in in, in I, this moment in time, like I I often think about it, like you know you know we're old enough, like the days before the internet, sure. You know, and yeah. and it's like the the days before the internet, and then all of a sudden. It's like you you couldn't you couldn't put the internet back in the donkey. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Right. And, and <laughs> it would be a whole new world if you put the internet back in there. And and I think that you know and that's kind of where we are now is yeah. that you know you have people that are aware of all of this. They do want to make a difference. You have companies that know that their consumer base right. wants to know about this. Yeah. I mean, and you think about like IKEA's um, in Europe, they're selling solar panels. Yeah. And that's going to come wow. here too, yeah. you know, and, be, and it's, and Ikea is a very like socially conscious company, right. um, Forward thinking. but they're all, they're doing that because they know their consumers right. want it. Right. And 
it's a win-win for everyone. Right. And 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 I think these types of things are just going to be you know get more and more where you know as people. Um, you know, get older in their lives and they start making choices in their lives, like as a consumer, you, this is what you think about. Yeah. You know, this is what, this is what's on your mind. Right. Um, as opposed to, you know, like the days before the internet where you didn't think about the internet yeah. at all. Like right. this, this right. is the new future. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, the train has left the station sure. in many ways. Like yeah. it's, it's going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I think the more that we all embrace this, the better off we are and the better off the planet is. And the one thing that's really, I think, unique about this discussion, normally we have people on and we really sort of break down their process for being creative. You know, we have we have this list of things that we go through, which sort of attack all of it. I have them up on my phone. I never have them memorized. Uh, inspiration, motivation, observation, interpretation, dedication, and convocation. Convocation, knowing when you're done with with something. Um, what strikes me about this conversation, and I think it kind of ties into Iobi as well, is that it sort of flips the paradigm because a lot of what we're talking about is how people can use their ability to be creative to attack this problem. You know, you're inspired because it's going to affect all of us, right. you know, and you're also motivated by this. Observing things like that, do you leave the light on, you know? Right. Do, you know, and I, it's something like since moving to the south, I will do this thing, especially when it's like a heat index of 101. Well, I'll start the car really quickly and I'll turn on the air and I'll roll down the windows because of the Freon, but I have to roll it back up really quickly. And I, and I feel guilty about it because you're trying to balance out, well, I shouldn't be ingesting this. But also, I have a kid in the car, and I know it needs to be cool, so I know I, I need to have the AC on. But the idea of finding creative ways to maintain your lifestyle but still reduce your impact on the planet. And I think the fact, too, that when you shop for your next car, you're going right. to think about that. Yeah. You know, you're, oh, you're yeah. going to – because you're, you're, you're seeing it as a challenge now instead of being like, eh, right. yeah, screw it, whatever. Like – you're right. seeing it as something you care about and you want to be able to cool down your car because, you know, it's hot in Memphis. Right. And, you know, and you, you want a comfortable space and you want a car company that has the technology to do that in a way that aligns with the values right. on which you exactly. want to live right. your life and the values that yep. you want to bestow onto your kids and that's going to help your kids lead the life that you know. Yeah. You know, yep. because yep. the choices now affect our kids later. And I, th I think yep. uh, on a creative level, again, I'll, I'll go back to what you, the way you posed the, the, the way you told the story about the, the climate accord. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is very important. I think that's what a lot of people sort of forget that we are, um, we need stories. That's how we communicate as human mm. beings. And so if you tell us, well, in 50 years, the sea levels are going to rise. Okay, that's data. But when you tell me that in that climate change um, conversation, you were sitting behind a woman who literally cut her, or was it a woman or a man, I forget. Woman, yeah. A woman who cut her hand open to show yeah. the emotional impact. That is yeah. what I think we need to be introduced to more. And I think that's what's wonderful out of the a thousand things that you've just been telling us, right? But I think that's yeah. what's wonderful that you have, whether you know it or not, you have a very natural um, ability to tell the story and break it down into emotional human terms that then really make you think about it. And that's what I yeah. think is fantastic about it, that there, there's an art to this, right? There's a reason why some yeah. people can communicate really well because they know how to tell a story. 
You know what I mean? We, I mean, I know exactly what you, yeah. you just. Honestly, you just inspired me because you know you know what you made me think of. Yeah. It's a <clears throat> another podcast, yeah. but Radio Lab. Aha! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Radio Lab okay. talks about science through narratives. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. and it and like I don't know if you guys heard like the CRISPR episode oh, okay. that they that mm-hmm. they had on that. You know what CRISPR is? Yeah. Otto, I know I sent you this article, but basically it's this um, it's this really cheap. Um, sort of uh, tool, biological tool that they can use to reprogram genetic code. Right. And wow. so it can do everything from I want a kid with blue eyes to let's eliminate this form of cancer. Right. Wow. By snipping out these amino acids in the. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Or adding. And so. Yeah. Is yeah. It just and me it's, or is CRISPR a weird name for that? <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, 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 uh, yeah. it's an acronym. Yes. It's a spur. I was like, you're making DNA more crispy. Yeah. Stay, stay crispy, I guess. I don't know. There's a Disney reference in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't pulled it out yet. Oh, yeah. I, hopefully, by the end of this talk, it'll come to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, but it's the same sort of right. thing where it's like, you know, my dad, is, who was a microbiologist, I can talk to him about this. Right. Where, you know, I can I can talk to him about the science of it, and he's like, "Yeah, that totally makes sense." But the reason I can talk to him about it is because I have it in the context of that story. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And I you and know. I think that's I mean, again, the, the people that I feel like we have to leave behind at some point if you feel the Earth is flat. It, it's where do you leave them? Do you leave them on the other side of the Earth? <laughs> I get. I, yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, hang on. Just hang on I mean, the edge. You, you know what I mean? Because realistically speaking, I, I, where do we put them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're all on this planet together, like Cassie's saying. Yeah, I I guess I'm trying to figure out if there's a way we can, and maybe this is what you're working on already, if there's a way we can sort of multiply you so you can, like, (laughs) just go out and (laughs) proselytize these, like, tell the stories in, like, this way. That may be the best compliment I've ever received. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just make more Cassies and just, like, you know, distribute. I'm down for that. I mean, I think, you know, the storytelling and, and in particular on climate change, I think is so important. And yeah. I think the, the climate community has, has, has learned the hard way mm. that mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of mistakes right. that have been made it, about, right. like, how you communicate mm-hmm. about climate change. Yep. And, um, it can't just be the facts. What? It can't just be the exactly. facts or the it numbers. It can't just yeah. be the facts. And, and in yeah. particular, uh, I think for an American audience, you know, people want... You know, they they need more than that. Yeah. They they need the 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 ideological kind of confirmation yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that you know, there's one of the most uh, successful environmental campaigns in history was in Texas, mm-hmm. and it was a littering campaign, and it was don't mess. Oh, with don't Texas. mess with Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think about that mm-hmm. a lot with climate yeah. change because it's it it's it's interesting to think about like how that littering campaign got a bunch of, you know, highly conservative, like, people that aren't normally associated with caring about the environment. Right, right. And they care a whole lot about Texas. And they care a whole lot about people, like, spewing garbage all over Texas. And there's a a pride thing there, Mm -hmm. you know? And and it's like, I'm wondering if there's ways that we can, you know, again, kind of back to, like, how do you create the environment in which you can talk to people about these things? Because climate change is so heated. Like, I have never met someone in the... I mean, and I started working on climate change a long time ago when people were were like, huh? Like, like, what? 
and and now and now it's like I I cannot I have not met a single person like in the recent years where when I say climate change they don't immediately have an opinion on it right like everyone right. has an immediate opinion right. and for a pretty wonky topic yeah that's an amazing thing mm-hmm. you know that everybody's mm-hmm. got something to say mm-hmm. and and it's like well mm-hmm. how do you take all of that stuff that people have to say mm-hmm. and how do you create an environment where people can talk about this and explore this without feeling like they are you know violating their ideological yeah. like card membership yeah. card yeah. that they have yeah. um mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. they're like not you know th- that they're cheating on yeah. their team yeah. um by right. being able to have this conversation yeah um because again it's, it's like it's like don't mess with texas it's right. like you don't want climate change to mess with texas either right. like how do you right. you know how do you have that type of conversation oh. that that tells the story in a way that um you know aligns with people's values and doesn't make them feel like they they're on edge and need to pick a side yeah yeah i think i think what you were getting to it before i think which is what you're already doing is like you know when you when you think talk about the context of all the treaty negotiations everybody comes forward from each country or each municipality in the country or whatever and they they put together what their issues are from their perspective and their story. So, like, don't mess with Texas is specifically Texan thing that might not work in Manhattan. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we like fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, and so like, contextualizing all this, like, almost a Jedi mind trick. Do you know what I mean? I remember. Yeah. I have a faint memory of a, a like a documentary I saw on climate change and how one activist. I think she might have been a like a maybe even a state senator or something was handling it in Texas I think in a in a in a place in Texas um and she because they're very religious down there she was po- putting it in like Christian Jesus terms do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that's oh, how yeah, she I was saw going, that. yeah, yeah you saw that yeah it was right? really it was, it was so interesting. interesting yeah something that wouldn't work with me but like in that yeah. area yeah like that's how you talk to yeah. them and I think that mm-hmm. that's what we've got to start doing more of yeah. being able to tell people from their perspective yeah. you know what I mean and I've, I've had a lot of this experience recently because um, I'm so the the other part of my job um, is I'm also the the UN kind of uh, the, the UN coordinator on the relationship between climate change and conflict and war Oh, talk about um, this! Stuff. This is amazing, crap, dude. And so, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and so, the idea being, um, you know, when a lot of people think about the conflict in Syria, you yes. know, they think about how devastating it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you ask people about why Syria is what it is, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people uh, they they say it's Assad, and yeah. they say this is. You know, this is Assad is a is you know the the perpetrator of all of this. Right. And um, but when you drill down and you, and you take a closer look and and you rewind time a little bit, mm-hmm. you realize that Syria had gone through the worst drought in the country's history mm-hmm. from 2006 to 2010. Seventy five percent of the farms in Syria failed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you have a country who not only has lost. 75% of its food source but you also have a country where you have all that entire rural population is migrating into the cities uh-huh. and when this happens you have added pressure on food and water systems on governance systems and justice and uh, and 
you know, everything, you know, education, hospitals, like mm-hmm. you, all the social services get really pressurized. Mm-hmm. And that's when conflicts can start to erupt. Right, right. And then you add on top of that the fact that, you know, the context of that was the Arab Spring that was happening in the region and uh, President Assad, um, his responses to a lot of these uh, uprisings. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward and you have what you have Got it. today. Yeah. And it all came down to a drought. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was How a crazy drought. is that? Yeah. And you, you think about that in the way that conflict happens around the world. You know, because conflict, like, you know, if you look at the history of conflict, you know, it, for so many, for, you know, thousands of years, it was, I'm going to this place, I'm planting my flag, yeah. and it's mine, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're going to fight about mm-hmm. it, yeah. but I'm going to win, and it's mine. Right. Today, mm-hmm. it's all about resources. Right. Every war is about resources. Right. And and when climate change, it threatens all of those resources. Mm-hmm. It is going to be, you know, there's there's many drivers of conflict, but this is this is one of them. Yeah. And so we're at the UN, we're taking a closer look at this and, and we're looking at, you know, how, you know, could Syria have been avoided if back in the day when you had a lot of climate scientists saying, This drought is coming. Yeah. This drought is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if there had been more, you know, social safety nets, if there had been more insurance schemes, if there had been some way to help those farmers right. when all of that, when all those farms went out at the same time, mm-hmm. would you have the Syria that we know right. today? Right. Because in the course, I mean, you look Syria, you know, 15 years ago mm-hmm. was like, everyone wanted to go to Syria. Yeah. Everybody was yep. like, I mean, it, it was boulevards with cafes and people mm-hmm. sitting outside and talking and, and mm-hmm. a beautiful it Paris, climate. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was the yeah. Paris, yeah. you know, of the Middle East. And, and you, you, you think about what it takes for a country to go from that right. to now. Right. And one of those tipping points was that drought. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at that and we look at the parts of the world that are susceptible to all of these mm-hmm. places, you have rich countries, you've got big countries, you've got yeah. small countries, you've got poor countries, like, and you look at what this is going to do to the, to the nature of fragility, to the nature of conflict mm-hmm. in a country, um, this is... You know, this is this is going to be a big moment, and yeah. this bringing it back to that amendment. You know, this is also why, you know, Defense Secretary Mattis is like, climate change is one of the biggest problems yeah. we have because yeah. it's it's already happening, and yeah. we've already seen it. He sees Syria. the connection. Yeah. He sees between it. like yeah. civil or like uh, let's say um, disagreements that lead towards battle between countries yeah. right. and resources. And by the way. The Disney song that this that sponsors that entire little piece there, yes. the Bare Necessities, ah, Jungle Book. Nice. Oh, really? <laughs> just gonna deep cut too. Like I mean, you went well just done. deep that. cut. Yeah. Well just gonna well done. Well done. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring a little optimism because it's frightening yeah. what you just described. So how the hell are you here? Like you should be busy. Like I'm, I'm amazed that you're sitting. This is what I'm saying. She's very busy. Well, you know, you're the one who was just traveling for six months. Yeah, like you, but I'm an actor. You know? Like I did. You got lots show. of things going on. No. Lots of things. You and Kwaku do. You're doing the same thing Kwaku does. Kwaku has like two kids, and like he's like, are, are you busy? And I'm like, dude, no. I'm, I'm unmarried. <laughs> Bachelor, I, yeah, I go and I act in some shows, and then I come back and play the guitar. I feel like I do. I have that exact same conversation with Quack. I was going to say that, yeah. Cassie. Like, okay, I know you have two kids, but yeah. like, how? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh my! Cassie God. is Cassie is like the much smarter, international, understands climate change, uh, but, dynamic version of me. Yeah, like if you put all <laughs> <laughs> that's. 
But Sorry, I didn't mean to insult you, Cassie. Taste isn't as evolved <laughs> as yours. Oh, so. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's yes. getting there. Don't sell yourself short. Trying, <laughs> trying. I, I, like I'm just uh, like, I'm overflowing because there's so many, like. I want yes. to like follow you around to wherever <laughs> yes. you're going next. Yes, because I mean Come. that is is uh, yeah it is yeah. because again the it, you started this whole thing and I guess the the realization when you were you were sitting there looking at the coconuts wrapped in saran wrap is like you saw all the connections that we're not we we I think we ignore right because I think it's or we're not aware of that we don't have the context we're not aware of because yeah because we can walk into a supermarket and not have to think about how the food got there do you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. it's just ubiquitous so it's chicken oh but you don't realize it's an animal that somebody had to kill or whatever you you know you don't know where that coconut came from it came from 10,000 miles away right Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that you know I think that everything has to do with resources every like Mm -hmm. you've broken it down to a very simple thing uh you know there's the wonky part of it but it's it's about resources Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you and i and kwaku right now are enjoying our resources right now period Mm -hmm. now if there was a blackout we couldn't do what we're doing right right Right. do you know what i mean and it's very it's very simple input in is input out like what we have from the sun is all the energy that we'll ever have. Do you know what I mean? We've right. converted mm-hmm. it to different things or we've yep. dug out mm-hmm. dinosaurs to like make our oil. But like at right. the end of the day, that's all we've got. And yep. if one of one of us has less than the other, we're going to come to you to either ask for it or take, take it from you. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And so again, we are at this point in history that we've never been, obviously, in the entire existence of our humanity, where we have to now figure out globally, like across cultures and religions and beliefs and everything to like figure out. It's almost like we're becoming one culture. Do you know what I mean? One entity rather than separate uh, uh, and over the planet. I was going to say two things. One, I think you and I are lucky enough, like, I'm sure you've had this experience when you're in Ghana and you're they're like, all right, we're going to make soup. We're, we need chicken. Yeah. And then there are chickens around the house. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, it's going to be that one. Yeah. And someone goes to wring its neck. When I, when I say someone, yeah. mm-hmm. like one of your relatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chases it around in a <laughs> yeah, circle. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's not like, it's not hiding. It's not, it's not in some weird back kitchen yeah, yeah. where it just comes out yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, oh, I was just playing with that chicken. Yeah. Nope, that's that's now what we're exactly. eating. Mm-hmm. You're like, we have that context and not everybody has right. that. But the other thing, the serious story that you just described, imagine that with any major city in this country. Yeah. So imagine that here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, all the resources north of Westchester mm-hmm. or north of Harlem fail. Mm-hmm. So everyone yeah. from like Albany, or let's say not Albany, but and, and all these yeah. little towns between Albany and New York City come into New York City. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is already happening in some ways, right? It's it's already happening. I mean, we can then expand it out into sort of not just social injustice, but racial injustice and so forth. Right? Yep. So All there's people who are sequestered into uh, uh, so-called inner cities, right? And yep. so they they are cut off mm-hmm. from the access to things like parks and things like you know mm-hmm. what's going on in Flint right now is yeah. an, is, water. is a exactly. water disaster crisis. Now those people at but some that's a point resource. have to come get yeah. water. You yeah, and I mean? it yeah. exacerbates all of yeah. the inequities and exacerbates yeah. all of the ways a society relates to each other right. um, in good ways and in bad ways and. 
you know, we all need to be having this conversation. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you think about like, you know, we, we get so sidetracked with climate change is a hoax in this country when yeah. it's like, actually, no, we need to be talking about this. Like yeah. we need to be talking exactly. about like, because whether we, t- you know, waste our time with this conversation about a hoax or not, yeah. it's happening yeah. and, and we need to right. be, mm-hmm. we need to be ready. And, right. and I think that this, it's such an opportunity for it to be a rallying cry yeah. for the world to come together. Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, like in in the movies, you know, like the asteroid coming toward yeah. the Earth and all yeah. of that. It's like people put aside their differences. This and it's is like, that. Bill Pullman this comes is, out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to go there because you just, you just put, you know, Will Smith comes and punches the alien and we're like, yeah, you know, but that's it. It's it's true. See, wow. Cassie was saying some deep shit, and then I had to I had to mess it up. I'm sorry. It, no, it was perfect. By the way, I was just you did not mess it up. Yeah. I said bare necessities. Oh, said necessities. So I, I messed it yeah. up. Yeah, that's that's you're, my you're fault. Both awesome. Wow, this this awesome. was amazing. I, I, All right. I'm, okay, go ahead. Right? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I'm just, I'm excited that I can finally get the two of you together in a room. Yeah. You two have so friends, great. Cassie. Oh, will you be my friend? Yeah. Oh, we, we yeah we gotta hang out and like. Yeah. We're definitely going to hang out. Oh, you two will never be in the crap. same country again, by the way. Say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> Enjoy this while it lasts. Oh, <laughs> Holy crap. No, you just you just um, need to do the next podcast. Yeah, like you got to come in, back on. You know? Yeah. But you got you to gotta come. I'm, I'm heading to Fiji in two weeks. Headed, you got to okay. come, come do the next one in Fiji. Okay. Shit. I'll, I'll Done. <laughs> Done. Done. There you go. Um, I, I do want to say this. Besides Cassie coming back, Cassie is in the process of putting together her own podcast. Yeah. She's asked me for a little bit of help, yeah. and I'd really love the it. Guru of Kwaku. If, mm. I, I, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, uh, yeah. we make things happen. Yeah, yeah. But I, when when Cassie's ready to launch, I would love to have you back, and I would love I to would have love you that. actually launch your podcast from our space. Cool. Um, so, that we can, can, so that you can have this, this discussion with all of the people who we're lucky enough to have as listeners. Yes. Oh, I would I would just love that. And I, I just love your podcast so much. Like oh, I've wow. I've, you know, had the opportunity to listen to a lot of the episodes oh, and just cool. the conversations that you have and like how just the tone of it is yeah. so great because oh, like great. people can just like rant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. We're very rant, they can yeah. rant, as rant they, friendly. As they need to rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's so great because we don't we don't have a lot of spaces where we can do that right yeah, now. And exactly. and I think yeah. it's so important and also to reflect and to tell stories about our lives yeah. that you know, we don't normally get to tell. Like yeah. I haven't told that story about being in a Tuvalu prison in a long time. Tuvalu so. prison. <laughs> I, I'd never heard that story. Oh really? And you've got it. And I've known that you. That was yeah, yeah, that was right about the time that I mean that was that was ten over ten years ago. And you've got to think yeah. like honestly, you're probably one of a handful of people who's ever been in a Tuvalu prison. It's a, it, right? I mean, Literally. Besides Literally. the prisoners, it's a country of, what, 11,000 yeah, people? Yeah, it's, it's little. Yeah. It's a great country. It's an amazing country. Wow. They make uh-huh. Ghana look like the U.S. Yeah, gosh. If you, to put it in context, just like the number of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you think about just sheer numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. But, you know, yeah, we gotta have insane. you back on. We gotta have a good, We gotta have you. Back on. I I would love um, it. I would love it, and I would love to. Once um, yeah, the podcast is it's gonna be a lot about kind of just you know stuff on climate change is moving fast and furious, yeah. and uh, it's gonna be a lot about kind of the latest stuff of what's going on. Okay. Um, but you know, not just from kind of the the policy perspective, but you know, we're gonna get like, you know, talk about art and climate change and talk about you know writers and climate change and we're going to talk about you know all sorts of different ways that society is coming together 
and creating hope for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're 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 gonna do this. Okay. And we're gonna fight our and way that, back. I'm gonna say that right there is is like as crazy as the amount of knowledge that Cassie has, and as dark as some of the stuff seems. Right. I mean, because it is dark. Yeah. It's not that it seems that way. It just is dark. Cassie always emphasizes the concept of hope yeah. and the positive the, the the positive effect that can happen from change and from community right. and that boggles my mind yeah. because I would have I would be drinking seriously yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. if this is what I did yeah. every day <laughs> no yeah, we, we've different. got this we can do yeah. this you know see yeah. we can that's, do it. Otto that's do you do you have do, do you have, I don't want to cut you off do you have more I've got right a ton more but you know I know you do <laughs> Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. I know you so, do. We might have we might have to do that off podcast. Yeah, exactly. a little bit. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. This has this been so so fun. Fantastic, you Cassie. all are amazing Jeez. and inspiring. Yeah. What you've done with this podcast, I just it's amazing. Oh, I love it so much. Man, that's so, thank you. It's fantastic. Thank you for being on. Yeah, and uh, put in a good word with Obama for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> down for a beer. Uh, you know. If, you have months, if he's in Otto, Brooklyn, you know, Otto's available, yeah, yeah. is what he's saying. <laughs> give, him a, give him a shout from me and Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know, so. oh, I love Michelle. Yeah, love me too. Oh, good grief. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so who and are you? <laughs> I am Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Otto, and this is Radio Zamunda The. Whoa, before we get to that, who are we lucky enough to learn from yeah, I was gonna and say share that time with today? Okay. What's that? I was going to say it after, but okay. Okay. All right. This is Radio Zamunda, the... Dope shit. And who have we been graced (laughs) with? That's where I was going. That's kind of how we usually do it. You're right. Can we start over again? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I I forget everything. I don't know yes. what's going on over there. I don't know. I don't know. It's my natural state. Gadgets and gizmos are plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think to answer your question, yes. it's the amazing, the brilliant, the multi-talented, um, and the fierce Cassie Flynn. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thank you are you. amazing. You're amazing, amazing and wonderful. Amazing. Holy crap! Thank you. <laughs> Otto is not excited. By the yeah. way, I know you guys can't see this, but he is Jeez. not excited at all. Oh God. This was this was this a good great. conversation. Yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> all right, all right. To be continued. Yeah. To be continued. Así. Llegó un acuerdo conmigo Desde hoy Yo sé quién soy Okay Yeah You know when she was leaving <laughs> She was like I mean, She's a, just a really um, Self-deprecating Person so I'm I'm on the moon. I'm just like I've just talked to somebody who's been on the you know the inner yep. inner circle kind yep. of thing, and she's like, oh, I hope it wasn't too boring. I hope uh, you know I feel like you guys talk to people who have like more uh, interesting things. And I was like, dude, you, it's not high, it's not hyperbole right. or hubris to say that your job is to try to save the world yeah. and and. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you, you rapped with Obama. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> on the humble too. On the, on humble. the humble. When you she's asked like, her, she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, mad humble. Oh my god! Like I am. Um, I'm so full of questions and uh, follow up, and yeah. I just want to know where she's going now yeah. and get on the plane with her yeah. so I can go check out Fiji and what she's going to do there. I mean, it's it's really, uh, you know, I, I think I said it over and over ad nauseum. Maybe I was the boring, boring one on the podcast, but, Never. You, know, you know, the whole thing about the interconnectedness connectiveness of everything. Yes. Like, you can't, it's, you know, climate change is the thing that perhaps is making us think about that, but that's never been... Uh, that's never not been a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. everything that you do gets affected. So we kind of brought up Flint, but even Flint for me sitting here in Brooklyn in my decent apartment seems far away from me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, even I though feel there's the same a, way. The concept yeah, yeah. of not having drinking water. Yeah. And being in the U.S. Yeah. That sounds like a TV show. Like exactly. none of that feels exactly. real. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. And it's because we're in our bubbles and right. they're in their bubbles or whatever. But it's like they're not bubbles. They're, they're just not. It's it's our it's what we've come up with yeah. to sort of cope. But it's, you know, it's right next door. It's uh, and it's it's uh, it's dark. It's scary. It's uh, either we survive this or we don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, people go, grandkids, our grandkids. I think it's our kids and us. Yeah. I think, you know. Well, we'll we feel, feel it already. We feel it already. And I think the strife will happen sooner than we think. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So there's there's a lot. Of, and what a, what an amazing thing if we do get through it. Right. If we do get through it, uh, I, I don't know how you get through it without, like, some major wars and stuff like that. But, um Again, either we get through it or we don't. But this is the most dire thing facing all of us without a doubt. This is what will kill us. 100% agree. And and I I talked about it when she was here. The fact that... um, The fact that she is so positive about it with the amount of knowledge that she has of the inner workings of this right because it's really easy and i know like we you know i do it you do it if it's if it's like maybe something silly happens political it's like oh man we're fucked you know and it's very easy Uh just to have that flippant attitude oh that's it we're fucked there's nothing we can do about it yeah and that is not her approach and that is one of the many things that impresses me about her yeah, because I think she's seen the up and down. Like yep. she's she was there for the Kyoto Accord. She was there for when the talks have fallen apart, and then she was there for the Paris Agreement, and then now she's here for Donald Trump. And I think again, I'll repeat it again. I think that the the good part of Donald Trump, the activism, uh, the activism is like he's he has ignited people. Yep. Um, that would not have been ignited before, including myself. I mean, I feel like I'm somebody who kind of has uh, social consciousness or whatever mm-hmm. but I, I don't say it with any pride I think it's just you know whatever I live in Brooklyn but I think that uh, had it not happened I wouldn't be as aware and seeking what to do mm-hmm. um, even under my hero Obama do you know what I mean yeah. because it's like well we got Obama so he's got that you know, yeah he's I got it do me. he's got it he's yeah. gonna handle all that we're gonna yeah. be good Donald Trump shows us, nah, dude, like we all, yeah, <laughs> you're fucked if you're not part of this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, wow. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, 
I mean, I would say that. And then the fact that that job is intense enough as it is. Yeah. What she's describing. Yeah. And then on top of which, she has those other two organizations. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which all feel like the same thing. Again, she's like, she's she's doing it from a, she's like. Uh, Holistic approach. It? Yeah. Like amoeba defense or, you know what I mean? Okay. She's like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like doing it from every single angle. Yeah. Rather than picking one sort of thing. She's like, she is, yeah, holistic. I guess that's the best word. She's handling the whole thing. Yep. Which is, Wow. I mean, to uh, to be sitting in those negotiations and the treaty negotiations. Yeah. I mean, because I, I guess that's I, I didn't get to it to, to while we were talking, but what I've thought about is like, what would it? What was it like to sign some of those? Well, well what was the uh, Declaration of Independence exactly. like? Exactly. In that if room. you're in that room, right? You know. Yeah arguing with all those guys about what we should be doing and what the you know the the country should look like yep and basically what she's done is that times a billion because she's doing it with an entire planet worth of countries and this is going to sound silly but it's not even like she's doing this this negotiation it's not like she's in a room with 190 people yeah, a hundred and ninety countries. Countries, yeah. Where it's countries will send anywhere from five people. to fifty people apiece. Yeah, like that yeah. whole like like labyrinth of negotiations that she discussed, where right. people are parts of like different like groups, whether it be like emerging countries or like coastal, yeah, yeah. you know, or like yeah. Caribbean countries or like yeah, yeah. the African bloc. I mean, yeah. I I just can't even begin to understand the complexity of that and yeah. and the idea of of. Of just being, I, I feel lucky to even know someone yeah, who, yeah. who's connected to came. this. Yeah, I'm glad we were. I'm glad you were able to hook this up because this was really good. I think we should have her on again. Oh definitely, yes. Oh you know, yes. Let her, you know, come bump her podcast on our thing or whatever. You know, just keep that going and bring her back on. I mean, yeah. selfishly, I want her to do a podcast just so I know, so that I'm in the know because that's yeah, something yeah, yeah. you brought up. What we hear in the news. Mm-hmm. Is just a slip. You'll hear, you know, like yeah. she didn't get into this, but there was this huge um, tropical storm. It was uh, not a tropical storm. She meant it's it's not a typhoon. It's oh my god! It's this random word for a storm mm-hmm. that you never hear, right? But one of these went through Fiji last February. It's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like an eight hour storm with two hundred yeah. mile per hour winds. Two hundred mile, yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> not like a hurricane that we have here of like eighty mile per hour yeah. winds where everyone loses yeah. their mind and buys all mm-hmm. the bread and milk they can they can get. Right. Like entire just towns flattened. Yeah. You know, and landscapes. Keep happening. Landscapes yep. completely changed. Yep. You know? And if you look it up online, there's nothing about it. Right. And that's not natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, good luck, kids. Yeah, and now I'm no. See, flipped. that's where that's the fuck yep. it attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but well, luckily we have people like Cassie. Boom. So exactly. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, great. That was dope shit, dude. Thank you. Good stuff. I mean, yeah, man. I'm just I learned it from you, as you like to say. <laughs> I learned it from you. Um, and uh, yeah. and I'm gonna get off this Disney kick, but we should not let it go as if this were frozen. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie, but everyone sings that I song. I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no reason for you to have. You're a grown man. You don't have. Kids, yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you dodged that bullet. Um, yeah. I, I guess my final question is, who are you, Otto? And who are you, Kwaku? And this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit. Boom. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.